This is KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry with Les Brown, world-renowned motivator who continues his radio residency exclusively all month long on KBLA Talk 1580. The calendar reads Tuesday, which means that we are literally just one week away uh, from the final master class being taught by Les Brown on KBLA. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. That month, well, February is a short month anyway, right? Uh, it goes by really fast, and we're down to just one week uh, of these uh, master classes, again, being taught by the brilliant uh, and oftentimes erudite <laughs> Les Brown, who we have been uh, so delighted and so honored uh, to have uh, teach the very first uh, radio residency, a master class on this station. It's an idea we came up with, and we said we'd try it out and see how it works. The response to it has been so overwhelming. I suspect in the days ahead, we'll have some other people uh, of note who may teach for a week or a month uh, a master class on this station for an hour a day. Uh, and uh, this radio residency idea may catch on. But we are just, again, humbled that the uh, uh, inaugural uh, uh, uh Radio residency on this station uh, has been conducted by Les Brown, and we look forward to uh, today's lesson. After yesterday's lesson, uh, how to find peace in the midst of the storm, today's theme is how to maintain sanity in an insane world. How to maintain sanity in an insane world. We just had a conversation about some of that with the great writer Walter Mosley, and we thank Walter for that uh, rich last hour uh, of dialogue. Um, Les Brown, uh, before we uh, get started in today's lesson, uh, and I yield to, as I always say, the gentleman from Liberty City in Miami, um, we're going to do things a bit different today. This is a question that I was fascinated by. There are a number of questions that we'll get to Les. We usually do these questions later in the conversation. By the way, if you want to ask Les a question, go to our website, kbla1580.com. Click on the uh, Ask Les icon, send us your questions for Les, or go to our app and use the uh, open mic feature and send us an audio question for Les that we might play uh, on the air. So a couple of different ways to get questions to Les Brown uh, as he, uh, for the next week, uh, continues his radio residency on our station. Uh, Les, fascinating question. It's a broad question, but it, but it, it jumped out at me. Um, and I suspect they're asking this question today in light of yesterday's class where you talked about ritual. We talked about Howard Thurman yesterday. We talked about ritual yesterday. We talked about uh, yesterday, uh, again, finding peace in the midst of the storm. Simple question, but straightforward. What three things, Les Brown, are you most grateful for today, right now? I can answer that, my brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just finished many finished meeting with an oncologist at Cancer Centers of America, and they gave me a clean bill of health. My oh, PSA, yeah. which stands for prostate-specific antigen, was two thousand four hundred, and now it's now down to four point one and going down below zero. Mm. So I'm grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he will? He won't he will? Won't he will? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm grateful for my children and 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 they're being thoughtful and considerate and been there for me and helping my oldest daughter owner who fell and she dislocated her shoulder and broke her, her elbow and 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 fractured her ankle 
and and just a family coming together to be supportive of her, but also praying and, and always saying, Dad, we know you're going to get re- a good report today when you go to Cancer Centers of America. And I receive, as you know, their Perseverance Award yes. for 32 years as a fourth-stage cancer conqueror. And the other thing is, I'm grateful for you and KBLA because a lot of people, because I've been around for 52 years, they consider me a has-been. Uh, I had a guy called the a brontosaur. I said, what's a brontosaur? It's a, it's a loud-talking dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I said, thank you. <laughs> so those are the three things that I'm thankful for today, that I'm able to talk with you and share ideas and thoughts with people today who need some coaching, some directions, some methods and techniques of how I am now at 78. How did I get here? What did it take for me to go from being labeled educable, mentally retarded, born in an abandoned building on the floor, being a foster child, adopted, labeled educable, mentally retarded, and now being a global voice, transforming people from all walks of life? That is exciting for me because it was T.D. Jakes who said, there's no success without successors. And so now, at this next season of my life, I'm, I'm looking for 77 people that I will train and duplicate the work that I've done so that they can carry it on after I'm gone. Uh, I love that line, there is no success without successors, uh, courtesy of T.D. Jakes. There is no success without successors. Let me just say, you could not be any more grateful than we are uh, about the opportunity to... Uh, uh, have you uh, 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 teach this master class, uh, our very first one here on KBLA. So we are as grateful for you as you are for us. When we come forward, we will commence today's master class with Les Brown. You're listening to You've Got to Be Hungry on KBLA Talk 1580. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. Let us commence today's master class being taught by the master motivator, Les Brown. Today's theme is how to maintain sanity in an insane world. Les Brown. Thank you so much. Today, I'd like to showcase the knowledge of a very brilliant sister. And, and, and I know you know this name, Francis Cress Welsing. Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. She was an awesome psychiatrist on racism and mental health. I'm sure you're familiar with her work. I am indeed. Absolutely. Yeah. And and, and so yesterday we talked about the, uh, a situation where I had a little girl ask me, where's your tail? She's like five or six years of age. And I told her that I clipped it off and, 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 she, and she was disappointed and, and almost started to cry. And then I said, as her, her, her father and mother and her grandfather, faces turned red as cherries in a glass of buttermilk. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but it'll grow back and I'll let you know when, okay? <laughs> and so and, uh, some people say, well, wh- why don't you get her straight and get them straight? And, and something that Dr. Welsing said, she said, we must conduct ourselves in a manner that's intelligent, that's thoughtful, and most of all, strategic in all types of situations. And, and I like what she said in terms of don't try positively affecting an ignorant person's life 
about their situation because it can begin to adverse your life and the effect that the situation can have on your life because they have nothing to lose. You can lose your livelihood, you can lose your livelihood, or you can lose your life. In, in various situations when you get angry and you let people push your button, I, I have to say, don't make me go there. And I mean, when I was younger, I would go there. And that meant that we give ourselves permission to go crazy in given situations. I remember at a, at a school in Columbus, Ohio, when there were complaints from a teacher who said that my son was giving her some problems. Calvin, my oldest. And so I went to the class. And I sat in the back of the class, and I was watching and seeing whether or not he's going to conduct himself in a troubling way. But, of course, he, he did what he needed to do. And so she talked to me outside of the classroom, and it shocked me what she said to me. She said, he thinks he is the in the HNC. I said, excuse me? He thinks he's the HNC. I said, oh, and that means... Now, when she said that, my mouth dropped open, Tavis. Mm. When she said to me that your son thinks he's the head nigger in charge. I was shocked that she said this to me. And what I did, I didn't even take her on. I told my son, after the class, I said, I bet not get another complaint from this lady. And he said, why, Dad? I said, she's crazy. She just told me that you think you're the head digger in charge. You can give me the appreciation of it. No, don't deal with crazy people. No, Stephen, please, don't deal with crazy and I said, you just got to do what you need to do, upgrade your way and how you conduct yourself, but you got to be cautious of crazy people. And I went and talked to the principal, and, and he said, well, maybe we need to sit down and talk about this together. I said, there's nothing to talk about. She knows what she said. You know what she said, because I just told you. So that's, that conversation is not going to change where she is. All I'm saying is I don't want her behavior and her attitude toward my son to adverse to have an adverse effect on the kind of education and the kind of quality of education and knowledge that he can get out of her class and out of his school. Otherwise, I'll take him out. And, and that's how I dealt with it. But there are situations where we have to pick our battles and, and be, as, as she said, intelligent, thoughtful, and strategic on how we move forward. Um, I'm listening to um, this notion of being strategic. Um, and I'm trying to, trying to figure out how I want to frame this um, notion about being strategic because that word is um, is not always easy to, to, to grapple with. And obviously this is not a one-size-fits-all conversation. People have to figure out how to be strategic in their own lives and um, and 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 the and the moves that they're making uh, as they try to advance themselves. But when you are, uh, as you have many many times over the years, uh, talking to people uh, as a motivator and trying to help them to be more strategic in their thinking, 
Uh, so, again, because it's case by case, I can't ask you to define, you know, what everybody should do because, again, it's individual. But when you're, when you're advising people and, and coaching them on how to think strategically, how to move strategically, what are you ultimately trying to get them to wrestle with? What are you trying to get them to do, Les? We have something that we must do every day as a people, and that is be on alert. We have to keep our God up. We can't let our God down, because if we do, it can cost us. It can cost us our job. It can cost us our life. It it can cost us many things. I have a friend named Dennis, Dennis Godner. He he heads a, a, a burn unit here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, what are some of the stories that you've heard that just shocked you? He said, well, he said, there's a young lady in the class that she was burned over 90% of her body. And I said, how did that happen to her? I know what happened to you. He said, she was at a, a red light and the light changed and there was a car in front of her and she just tooted her horn. And the guy got out of the car, young guy, and opened his trunk and came to the side of her car and threw some gasoline on her and set her on fire. And and he said, people ask her, why did you run? And she said, hell, I had no idea he was doing that. And when, and when he was coming with a gas of gasoline, I had no idea. That changed her life. This lady has not been out in public for probably five years. And, and Dennis, who used to work for me, he said, I'm among nine million people who have gone through the tragedy of being burned over 90% of their body, and they're unrecognizable. And I didn't come out until I started working for you two years after staying in the house. But in that moment, in that moment, her life was changed. We're living in a time now that we got to be on guard every day. We got to watch. Why? we got to be vigilant. Why? Because if you go, it could cost you your life. There was a guy inside of a drugstore here in Atlanta, and, and he bumped into a lady who happened to be a psychiatrist, and he said, excuse me? And she didn't say anything. She just backed up. And two little black boys said to this tall brother, hey, man, you're tall. And he took their lives. All they said was, hey, man, you are tall. And he shot him. And so this is a time with that that we have to be on a high alert because with all the things that's going on in terms of the pandemic, in terms of the economy, in terms of politics, in terms of racism, and all the different layers of, of stress that we're dealing with, that most people are not playing with a full deck right now. And and we have to be conscious and keep an alert and keep our guard up and be mindful, thoughtful, and intelligent on how we interact with people, particularly people that we don't know and situations that crop up that we did not expect. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in terms of advancing one's career goals, uh, advancing one's career opportunities, um, when you're coaching people about how to be strategic in those instances, what are you trying to get them to focus on? I get them to focus on, number one, how can you make yourself indispensable in the place that you are? Mm-hmm. If you want to make it today and you're a person of color or, or people 
in the dominant culture might look at you as a minority. You've got to provide more service than you get paid for, and you still might not be advanced. But you want to be able to develop a level of versatility so that you can be able to have an exit plan, to, to develop a skill set so that you can have walk-away money. Sometimes, and I love this quote by Marion White, in life when we don't have enough courage or insight to know that we've outgrown a situation and it's time to move on, life will move on us. Had I not been fired from WVKL radio station, you and I would not be having this conversation now. That caused me to reinvent myself and create another chapter with my life. And so to me, every time something adversarial, some adversarial situation takes place in my life, I get excited because I said on the other side of this adversity, on the other side of this setback or rejection, there is a blessing waiting for me to take advantage of it. And I'm hungry to get it. Yep. That requires um, your, your your phone line, Les, is not, not the best today. I started out my show three hours ago complaining about somebody's phone line. Here I am, my third hour, complaining about somebody's phone line. Wow. It just it just ain't my day-to-day. Uh, that said... Is that right? Well, let, we're not going to claim that. Let me change phones. we got to have a commercial break. i got another phone. Only in short let me, phones. <laughs> no, let, me, let me finish this. We'll go, to the, we'll go to the bottom of the hour and see if we can't fix it. I, I love the line, no, homie ain't short on phones. Anyway, <laughs> let, let me ask this question now. What you just said a moment ago uh, about uh, this attitude you have, that when you find your and I'm just paraphrasing, but you find yourself deep in some mess, um, you get excited because you know that on the other side of it is going to be an opportunity. That's a lot easier said than done. You, you're 78 now, as you said. There's a maturity that you've grown into that um, that 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 has uh, allowed you to arrive at this place. So for those of us who are not as mature, for those of both of us who are not have not lived as much life, for those of us who, those of us who not achieved the age of seventy eight, what say you about how we can mature to understand and to view our own situations in that way? That when something bad happens to us, something ugly envelops us, that we start to realize that on the other side of this, there will be an opportunity. I've been doing this for years, not just at 78. Yeah. When I was younger, what I realized, all things work together for good for those who love God. Every day won't be a good day, but there's some good in every day. Mm. I learned from my mother that when she was fired from the M&M cafeteria, Mama, she, she'd start selling sweet potato pies, slices for a dime. She ironed neighbors' clothes. She taught me through her example of being resourceful and being entrepreneurial, through her example that she didn't let that break her, being fired because she could no longer carry those big pots or clean homes on Miami Beach because of her arthritic knees. But she taught me that in things in life, they might bend you, but they don't have to break you. You have the power to make the decision or how you're going to handle what life throws at you. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not an easy lesson to learn. Uh, it takes some time, and I think that's just true, Les. That there are certain things in life that just take time to learn. You said earlier uh, in this master class some days ago 
that experience is not the best teacher. People always use that line. Experience is the best teacher. Les Brown says, no, experience is not the best teacher. Wisdom is a much better teacher. Uh, if you can uh, learn uh, the lesson without having to endure it, that's a whole lot better oftentimes than having to experience it. And yet I underscored the point that um, the the place of, of, of safety and security uh, and confidence that Les has now arrived at, uh, which is to say that when things happen to him, that may not be of his liking, he realizes almost immediately that on the other side of this, there's going to be an opportunity for me to grow, for me to advance, for me to elevate. It just takes some living sometimes to learn these lessons, but I digress. You're listening to You Gotta Be Hungry with Les Brown exclusively uh, on KBLA Talk 1580 as he continues his month-long radio residency. Yesterday's master class was entitled um, how to find peace in the midst of the storm. Today, we're talking about how to maintain sanity in an insane world. When we come forward, we'll continue our conversation after news and traffic and sports with the motivator, Les Brown, only on KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud, loud, loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. I'm Tavis glad to have you tuned in to KBLA Talk 1580, trying to, uh, Tee this up right quick on my phone. Breaking news, breaking news before we get back to uh, Les Brown and his conversation today. As part of his month-long radio residency, residency you've got to be hungry. Today's theme is how to maintain sanity in an insane world. And speaking of an insane world, we are told now moments ago that a jury in Georgia uh, has recommended multiple indictments. Um, the names have not as yet been released, but the New York Times is reporting that this jury in Atlanta, uh, where Les Brown is uh, live on the phone right now, Fannie Willis, the DA, as you know, the sister DA in Fulton County, has been on this case for quite some time now. A special grand jury investigating uh, election interference by former President Donald J. Trump and his allies in Georgia have recommended indictments of multiple people on a range of charges in its report. Again, those names remain sealed, but we are told by the jury forewoman who did an interview today, uh, exclusive interview, uh, that they have, in fact, recommended multiple indictments. Ask whether the jurors had recommended indicting Mr. Trump. The jury forewoman gave a cryptic answer. I quote, you're not going to be shocked. It's not rocket science. Close quote. She added, quote, you won't be too surprised. Close quote. So uh, cryptic answer uh, about whether or not, in fact, uh, Donald Trump is on the list of persons, multiple persons who they have recommended to be indicted. Uh, but it won't be much longer now and when those names will be publicly revealed. But we do know, once again, breaking news that this jury, uh, this grand jury in Fulton County, Georgia, uh, has uh, recommended that multiple persons be indicted. Uh, in um, in this case. So we shall see again the coming days if Donald Trump is on that list. But at this point, it is just a matter of time before we learn all the names on the list. But sharing that breaking news with you right now here on KBLA Talk 1580. Back to our conversation with the motivator, Les Brown, um, whose uh, theme today is how to maintain sanity in an insane world. Uh, I was saying before uh, that uh, that break, Les, that um, you've arrived at a place of maturity where when things happen to you that are a bit strange and off-putting, you've learned to see on the other side and to know that something good 
is going to come out of it. There'll be some opportunity on the other side. But you were talking earlier about this notion of reinventing yourself, and it seems to me that the one thing... Yeah, but I want to sure. inject something here. Sure, sure. You said breaking news. Let me share with you how I got from where I was in Miami, mm-hmm. being labeled educable, mentally retarded, failing twice in school, no college training, to being selected among the top five speakers in the world. I do not care anything about what you just said because it's not going to put any money in my pocket. I will not listen. I will not be waiting with great anticipation. I'm working on several deals a day that will generate over $300,000 today. Mm-hmm. A lot of people work for a whole month and, and don't earn that. In order to maintain sanity in an, an insane world, you've got to ignore the distractions of what's going on in the news. Ignore the distractions of things that will take you off your game. Ignore the things that don't pour into you and help you to become fortified, knowledgeable, and expand your capacity to carve out a place for yourself in the economy so that you can control your destiny. Mm. I don't care who gets indicted (laughs) or who don't get indicted because that does not help me at all. Can you feel a brother up in here, up in here. I, but I understand you're doing your job as a news person <laughs> and sharing information, and you do what you do. Okay, thank you. No, no. <laughs> I, I, you know, what's funny, I, 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 I appreciate that point. On, on a certain level, I could care less either. Uh, on, 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 the, on the other hand, um, one of the things that we talk about all the time around here um, is that um, we have to, at some point, live in a country uh, that will be as good as its promise. And part of the promise of this country is all of us are created equal and will be treated as equal. Uh, and while I don't have any particular axe to grind, I don't particularly wish Donald Trump or anybody else uh, bad days in their future, I do believe in accountability. Uh, and so I care to the extent that the person who ran the country uh, is going to be held as accountable, ultimately, hopefully, as Letitia or Jamal. And that, on that level, in terms of equity and fairness and justice, I do care while I, in fact, take your points. I don't see it as either or. I see it as both and. I cannot give that much a care about it, but at the same time, uh, not wanting to distract me and care about accountability. I don't see those things as mutually exclusive, but I digress. It's your program. It's your show, and I take your point. What I'm trying to get to, though, that does matter to me and does matter to this audience is this notion of reinventing oneself, reinventing oneself, and I want you to say a word about that. Take control of your mind. We have so many distractions today. There are people who were just cheering LeBron when he broke Kareem Jabbar's record. Oh, my God, he did it. But they have no records in their own lives. And when you take control of your mind, what you do is you come from among the majority of people and how they think and buy into the entertainment that keeps us distracted and and begin to help us to use our time and our energy to elevate our thinking. There's something else that Dr. Francis Cress Welsing said that I love very much. Mm -hmm. She said, and we've all heard the saying, you can take a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. However, she says, also true that you can lead a man to knowledge, but you can't make him think. Mm. And the issue that we're facing right now is never going to be a free world, a, a fair world. Racism ain't going nowhere. 
And the people that have broken through, the people that have overcome, the people that were able to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat were thinkers. They thought, they figured it out. And that's what you did. That's why you are where you are. You figured it out. You decided that no, it doesn't matter what has happened to me and what others are trying to do to me. I'm a thinker. And I'm going to create something bigger and better and have national and global impact because you're a thinker. And so when we look at ourselves and look at our goals and dreams, one of the things that in order to maintain a a level of sanity in the insane world, Socrates said, he said, know thyself. Mm -hmm. But most people who don't elevate their thinking and get to know themselves will always be controlled and manipulated by people who do. And so doing the work on ourselves is so crucial. That's very important and not buying into all the things that surround us. That's always competing for our attention. That's why they call this the attention economy. Yeah. When it's one thing to tell people to elevate their thinking it's great advice. Um, and I receive it and I'm sure the audience receives it. We have to elevate our thinking. Uh, let me ask you what you put in that toolbox. Uh, when people ask you specifically less, what are the exercises? What are the activities? What are the things that you suggest that I do to elevate my thinking? How do you answer that question? I remember listening to a lecture by a guy named Brian Tracy. Mm -hmm. He said the average American reads one book a year. He said if you just read one book a month in five years, if the average American is reading one book a year and you read one book a month, you've read 60 books and the average American would read five books. I decided to read three books a month. So I went from earning $80,000 a year at WVKO radio station to earning $125,000 an hour because of the knowledge that I've acquired over the years when I speak in the United States, $225,000 an hour when I speak outside of the United States because I was willing to invest my time and energy in elevating my knowledge and my skill set. All of us are one skill set, one level of elevating our knowledge from taking total control of our future. You knew nothing. You never did anything to start a radio station, but you figured it out. You use your mind to create something different and something that we need right now. And what we need now are thinkers. What we need now are people that are inspired and motivated and realize that you have something special. You were chosen out of 400 million sperm. God had something in mind, put something in you. That gift will make room for you, and you must put in the time and effort to develop it. And the only way that you are able to discover that person that you're supposed to become is when you are willing to put up a good fight to work through the challenges and the adversities where life will say to you, show me what you got. How to maintain what you got, how to maintain sanity in an insane world. You're listening to you've got to be hungry with the motivator. Les Brown exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. 
If you have questions for Les Brown, uh, who will wrap his radio residency next Tuesday, the last day of Black History Month, Tuesday the 28th, uh, head to our website, kbla1580.com. Click on the Ask Less icon and submit your question or go to our app and use the open mic feature and send us an audio version of your question. And we'll get it to Les Brown either way. Uh, Les, watching our time here, I want to get this question in before we um, wrap today's lesson, which is entitled How to Maintain Sanity in an Insane World. You were talking a moment ago about elevating our thinking and figuring out new ways to advance um, the things that matter to us, particularly when the world uh, comes uh, at us furiously and the things that we thought we were doing get upended and we have to find ways to reinvent ourselves. We were talking Again, a moment ago about reinventing yourself and how to think your way through that process. This question uh, for you, uh, Les, um, how do I bring my idea to fruition while protecting my intellectual capital? I'm so glad you asked me that question. I did a a seminar called Discover Your Power Voice, Mm -hmm. and I went online and I did the research to find out what I needed to do to protect it. The websites that I got, getting it, getting it trademarked nationally and internationally. Everything we want right now, it's available in our fingertips. And I found out through doing research online how to create a non-disclosure agreement. Mm-hmm. So before you talk to somebody about your deal or this invention or this idea that you have, you have them sign a non-disclosure and if they try and go out into the marketplace and steal it from you, then you can sue them. The Mickey Mouse came as a result of, of a, a, a cartoon that Walt Disney came up with named Elmer, and somebody stole the idea. Mm-hmm. And that, that brought about Mickey Mouse. And so he, he, he didn't focus on what was taken from him, but he focused on what do I do now? And he won the battle just Three years ago from his grave, he said, I want you to sue them until I get Elmer back and his family got it back. Mm. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? I mean, to your point, he's been dead. Walt has been dead for years, but he uh, left instructions before he died to not give up on the fight to get back my original composition, my original idea. And they and they fought that fight all these decades, Les. Absolutely. And, And this brings me to the point. Years ago, there's, there's a group called the Dramatics, and they used to say, what you see is what you get. And, and, and when you look at how do you maintain sanity in an insane world, what are you looking at? Are you looking at the news? Are you looking at television? Are, are you looking at what's the purpose and meaning of our life? It was one great philosopher who said the two most important days in our lives, the day that we're born and the day we realize why we're born. When you are focused on reinventing yourself, elevating your knowledge, developing strategic relationships with people that's going in the direction of where you're going, there's no room for insanity. There's no room for depression. There's no room for being depressed. You got to keep it moving. My mother went through hell raising seven children she didn't have birth, didn't give birth to, and I only found out eight years after her, her death that, that she had breast cancer for years, but we never knew it. 
She kept it moving. She kept doing what she needed to do to raise those kids that she didn't bring into the world. But she told my birth mother, I will take good care of them. And so right now, the things that stress us out, the things that that cause us to get off center, and, and there's no question that mental illness is real and depression is real and, and we need psychiatrists and psychologists, but the majority of people don't have a sense of purpose. When you know what it is you're supposed to do and you are focused on that and you're keeping the main thing the main thing, you are able to convert all the things that life will throw at you into a victory, into something that you can be proud that you got on the other side of it. That's how we grow in this thing called life. Our remaining moments with the motivator, Les Brown, when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Interrogating your assumptions and expanding your inventory of ideas. Let's get back to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Got about three minutes left in uh, today's conversation with the motivator, Les Brown, as part of this this daily program. You've got to be hungry. Uh, Today's theme has been is how to maintain sanity in an insane world. I was saying um, uh, to someone the other day, less in conversation, that if you think it's hard being an adult these days, try being a child. Uh, And the point I was making and driving to is that for children, there are so many distractions. It's a lot easier said than done these days to tell kids to be focused because there are so many distractions in the world in which we live. Uh, So, again, if you think it's tough being an adult, try being a child. But you're mostly talking right now, of course, to adults. And I want to close on this note that you've raised a few times in this conversation about staying focused. Again, a lot easier said than done. But if we're going to maintain our sanity in an insane world, we have to understand how to stay focused, to keep the main thing the main thing. As you say, how do you do that, though? We have to cultivate in ourselves and our children to become strategic in their behavior and in their thinking. There's a young man by the name of Orrin Hudson, and he lives here in Atlanta, and he has an organization called Be Somebody. He teaches young people how to become chess players, how to be strategic. Young people have the ability to take on responsible behavior. We have a 12-year-old little kid from Haiti who became a grandmaster. Come on. Mm. He, he disciplined himself. Kids, when they have those tablets, I've looked at my grandchildren, and my children, they limit the time that, that my grandchildren spend on these tablets. They can be there all day. They're focused. It's a choice. And so what we have to do is discipline ourselves to do the things that we need to do. And I'm going to tell you what I thought about when I left and the oncologist said to me, Mr. Brown, you got a clean bill of health. You know what I thought about? Mm. What are the things that I need to do now to die a life of no regrets? Two things I'm focused on, Tavis. One, taking care of myself. I'm going to die one day, but I don't want it to be my fault. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do the things I need to do to take care of myself. But the other thing is, I'm very clear. I've written it down. The things that I want to do before I leave here. I'm 78. There are people calling me about a lot of stuff. But you call and I answer because I respect you and what you stand for. And it gives me a chance to speak to people who don't usually hear my voice. Over 90% of my audience are white or corporations, people around the world. 
because they know the message that I bring. When they look at the white speakers, they say, if he can do it, I can do it. But when they hear me and they see me, they say, if he can do it, I know I can do it. Let me get the hell out of here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that, if that Negro can do it, then I know I can do it. I take your point. I take yes. your point. That, <laughs> and I take your point uh, that you just uh, laid down, and I'm picking it up. Uh, I love that line. I hope you heard it. Focus is a choice. Like so many other things in life, focus is a choice. You have the agency to choose to be focused to reinvent yourself and to elevate your thinking. And that is the lesson uh, that comes courtesy of the of the motivator, Les Brown, today in this master class entitled How to Maintain Sanity in an Insane World. Les, I want to close by celebrating you, as I'm sure all of our listeners are. That was a we call it a praise report. That was a praise report from your oncologist today. And it's good news to you and good news to all of us who love you, my friend. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Bye for now. Uh, until tomorrow. Uh, you've been listening to The Motivator, Les Brown, exclusively on KBLA Talk, 1580. Uh, his, uh, his class every day is called You've Got to Be Hungry. And uh, if you missed it at 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific Time, check it out at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, certainly in L.A. on your way home from work. Uh, but uh, Les back here again tomorrow, as he will be every weekday through next Tuesday, the 20th of February, the last day of Black History Month. But we are grateful for this master class being taught by Les Brown, only on KBLA Talk 1580.